And I'm going to read to you a couple of verses here uh, to begin this message, and I'll be reading to you some more and more during the message. But I'm going to read to you verses, the 24th chapter of the book of Joshua, and verses 14 and 15. In verse 14, he says, Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the, the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if, it, and, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served and were on the other side of the, uh, of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose, land, in whose land you dwell, we will, we will serve the Lord. Well, as for me, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessings of it. We thank you, Lord, for watching over us and taking care of us. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Of course, the main statement of all that is, is what Joshua said as far as his house is concerned. But the title of this message this morning is to be con uh, consecrated and to serve to be consecrated and to serve. Now, it has been said, complete consecration embraces three things, being, doing, and suffering. Embraces three things. There's three things that are main things that God would have us to do. And we're going to, that those are the things that we're going to base our message on today. Three things, that's being, doing, and suffering. We must be willing to be whatever God would have us to be. We've got to be willing to be whatever God would have us to be. To do whatever God's will is, is for our life. And if needed, to suffer all things that God requires. Now that's a, that's a tall order. It really is. It's a tall order to, you know, when we say in our heart, I want to do, I see it on Facebook a lot. People say, well, I want to do whatever God wants me to do. Well, if you're consecrated to the Lord, you, you'll believe that, and, and you'll go that way, and you'll go that route. But, uh, but anyway, uh, these three things, as, as I see them and understand them, these three things covers body, soul, and spirit. You know, about everything in the Bible is a, is, is a triune. Everything in the Bible is a, is a trinity. Just about everything in the Bible, when you look at it, it's based on a trinity. And this is based on a trinity, too, to be, to do, and to suffer as far as what the Bible teaches now, to consecrate to God is to do for him without any reserve, without any complaint, without any thought of not doing. I mean, when it comes to, if we're going to serve the Lord, we can't question anything that, he, we, that you believe that he wants you to do. 
and, and you, some people said, well, I just live my life. And I want to tell you, if you're, if you're a saved person, God speaks to you. God talks to you. God meets with you. And such and such is that. It's the sad thing we have today is we have too many people that just are what I call freelancers. They go out there and they don't stand for anything except for the fact is that they want their life, they want their, their uh, character to be up above everything else. They, they don't want to say that, you know, that, that uh, there's people that maybe may know more than they do. Uh, nar- most narcissism is something that is rampant today among uh, a lot of people, and that is, you know, I'm right and you're wrong. That's, uh, that's the way the Bible is. The Bible says I'm right, and, what, and if you don't believe this, then you're wrong. The Lord says I'm right, and if you don't believe what I teach you, then, uh, then you're wrong. And that's where we go. We're either right or we're either wrong, one of the two. And, and the Bible teaches us a lot of truths in there, and, but a lot of people come up with their own truths. Now, this, this call that we're referring to here is a, is a call to decision. Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. Now, a lot of people, you know, we have a lot of decisions to make. I, I know we do. Some of you had decisions to make today, whether to come to the ha- Lord, Lord's house or not, whether to be in the Lord's house. Well, I'm thankful you came, and I'm thankful you're here this morning, and I pray that the Lord will see fit to bless you as you're here. But you, decisions are something that, that we, we're confronted with just about every day of our life. Should I do this or should I do this? And especially that during this time of, of this uh, uh, sickness and everything that we have and, and, and this uh, uh, pandemic that, that's going around, you know, we, we, have, a, we have a lot of uh, decisions to make, a lot of decisions to make. Rhonda and I have have bounced around a lot of decisions. You know, this coming, this coming Thursday, we're supposed to take our second shot, and we're bouncing around whether to go take it or not. And uh, we got a lot of there's a lot of decisions making, and and you've got to follow the Lord if if you want to make the right decisions. It's it's not the fact that you that you that you maybe don't make the right decision, but but the fact is, you know, if you if you have a decision that you're tossed up about, you need to go to the Lord and and, and stay in prayer to the Lord, because the Lord has answers for us if he sees fit to, to fellowship with us. If, if one really loves the Lord, one will have an easy decision when, it, uh, when, when, when the time comes. You know, it's, it's not a hard decision for a saved person. Am I going to go to church today? And, and you're going to find here what's, what uh, Joshua said here, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Well, you don't have to make a decision for your house because the Bible makes that decision for you. The, the, the Bible makes that decision clear. As Solomon said, he said, as for me and my house, when you go all the way back to the days of Moses, uh, when the children of Israel were in Egypt, there was a time when, uh, when um, 
Pharaoh told Moses, said, uh, said, y'all, can, you can go, but said, you got to leave your children here. And Moses said, no, uh-uh. Said, if, if, if we go to worship, our children's going with us. And, you know, before, where's that at now? You know, when, 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 you, when you look at uh, some of the things that's going on in the world today, especially when Paul talks about the perilous times that's coming in, <laughs> in this world, the perilous times that's coming, one, one of the things the perilous time is coming is that the children's going to rule the parents. And, and I, I'm afraid that we're pretty close to that day. You know, if, if children say, I don't want to go to church, and, and, and that's sad but because I know the children, these little children love to be in church. They love to go to church. And you might say, well, uh, they don't know any better, but they love to go. They love to be in church. They love to get ready and, and come to church. It's only when they get older that they begin to see that the, well, I'm not getting anything out of that. Well, we're not getting anything out because you're not listening. You're not following what's being taught, and it doesn't matter to you. But Moses told the Pharaoh, said, no. He said, our children are going with us. And, and so uh, God began to mount up the, the plagues that he's going to bring up on Pharaoh because of some of the things that, uh, that, he, that he had. But... Uh, Joe, uh, Jacob said here, I'm sorry, jo- Joshua said here, choose you this day whom you will serve. You know, that's, that should be, a, uh, that should be a, a choice that you don't have to worry about if you're a saved person. Because you know what you're going to do. You know what you're going to do. Ron and I were talking the other day, you know, uh, we're thankful because my I'm coming down close to the end of my ministry. And we were thinking the other day, the people that have been so faithful, people that have been so faithful, and, and, and we're thankful for that. I mean, when I was pastoring in, at Calvary in Cynthiana, people were so faithful. They were so faithful. And they, the people up in Illinois, when I was up there for a short time, the people were faithful. They were there. When I, when I first went up there in Illinois, they had about 75 or 80 people, and they were there every Sunday. And I stayed there. I stayed. I only stayed there four months. I served as interim pastor for four months because I was still in school, and I had to come back. I, I could, they wanted me to stay. They they begged and pleaded with me to stay and and pastor them for now on. But when uh, they had about 75 people there. When I left up there, we was, we was running around 130 in four months. They, they, those, those people got out there, and some of them had left the church because of the former pastor they had, but they got out there, and they brought those people in, and they brought those people back. And, and you know, uh, that's one of the things that, uh, that it shouldn't be, shouldn't be a hard decision. It was Jesus... Jesus made it plain when he said that ye cannot serve two masters. You can't serve the world and God. You can't. There's a lot of people today want to straddle a fence. They want, they want to be friends with the world on this side, and they want to be friends with God on this side. You can't do that. 
You, you, can't, you can't serve. Jesus says you can't serve two masters. To halt between two opinions of self and God is to fall into the pit of, the pit of disaster. It's a disaster thing when you halt. And, and you know, it's, it's sad to me when somebody says, well, are we going to go to church this Well, I don't know. Boy, you're halting. That, that, shouldn't, that shouldn't be no problem with a saved person. They should be in the Lord's house. I'm like old brother Wayne Massey, you know. They should be in the Lord's house on the Lord's day. And, and that's exactly all of them. Not only should the parents be there, but the children should be there too with the parents. They should be there. Just remember Lot's wife. Lot, Lot's wife, she was told to get out of Sodom and, 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 and not look back. Don't look back at what happened to her. She turned and looked back. Well, she kind of liked what was going on over there in Sodom. And, and she turned and looked back. Remember what David said. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Psalm 73, 2. David was just about ready to go. And, and you know what stopped him from going? You know that in, in, in that, in that seven, Psalm 73, what stopped him from going? He says, when I went into the sanctuary of God, it was there that I learned the end of those people that I almost caused me to slip. He said, when he went into the when he got when he went into the uh, to the Lord's house, he went into the Lord's house and he said, "I learned what their end was." He almost slipped. He said, "I almost slipped." That's what he says. You need to read that seventy third Psalm. It was the great apostle Paul who said, "Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourself servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death." Or obedience under righteousness. You, you, you're, you're acquainted with whoever you serve. You know, there, there's, there's a, the devil has a great work. He has a great work, and I'm talking about as far as the world is concerned, not as far as God is concerned. The devil has a great work out there. He has, I tell you, I never, you never realize the things. We were talking, uh, I heard somebody on television was talking about maybe somebody on Facebook, I can't remember, but they said that uh, they, they never got uh, out anywhere to go anywhere when they, were, when they were kids growing up. And I thought, I started putting on our well, me too. Because we didn't, we didn't go, we didn't get to go anywhere either because mom and dad, they, mom and dad didn't even have an automobile. So it, us kids, and they didn't go to church either. But uh, but but uh, we kids we, uh, we we didn't we didn't get very far from home because they didn't let us get very far from home. They didn't let they didn't let us go. And, uh, and my mom, when I got drafted in the military, Sam, she didn't want me to go either. She didn't want me to go there. You know, and uh, I've told this several times. When I left, she was on the porch crying. When I got back, she was still on the porch crying. And uh, and I asked her, I said, you've been sitting here all that time? She said, well, just about. Because she was vowed and declared that I would never be home again. Because she lost, she lost two brothers uh, in World War II. And she, she declared that me and my brother would never be back again. 
when we left to go to the military. But anyway, uh, that we we didn't we didn't get to go anywhere. We didn't have we didn't have anything to do. Kids today's got too much to do. I'm telling you, folks, they got too much to do. That beach looks good. That lake looks good. That all those things look good. Well, they got too much to do. And and and, and they're let go too quick. There is the noble determination. There's a call to decision, but there's the noble determination. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He made that very plain. He told the people, he said, you choose who you're going to serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And and I'm pretty sure he meant every word of it that they were going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Verse 15. Why all men cannot declare this is beyond me. The Lord will always acknowledge those who, because of godly fear, command their households and, and watch it out there, at those households. I, I'd be, I would be scared to death. My, my two girls, they, they know that that's one thing that Brother Tony Vance said. They, Tony Vance said, my children saw a lot of things that me and Dora did that I wish they hadn't have seen. But he said there's one thing that they didn't see. They didn't see us stay out of the house of the Lord when the Lord's day came. And, and that's the way it is. They, they didn't. My two girls never saw that either. My two girls, uh, I mentioned some back sometime I've been pastoring some of you folks for 37 years and and one of my girls said, you've been pastoring us a lot longer than that. And, and I guess that's, I, I know that's right. But the fact is that he said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That, that's the noble determination of, of, of Joshua. Why all men, as I said, why all men cannot declare this is beyond me. Jehovah God said, Abraham for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him Genesis 18 verse 19 the Lord says I know him I know what he do I know what he's going to do well, what about, what about us? Does the Lord know exactly what we're going to do? Or have we got plans, as I've heard many times before, but we planned this long before that. Have I got plans? Have we got plans made that we're going to stay out of the Lord's house? I know I know, people don't like me saying that, but, but do we have plans made to stay out of the Lord's house? Well, let me, let me tell you, folks, that's, that's something to think about. Might, might he do the same for us as he said about Abraham? I know him. I know that he'll bring, he'll raise his children right. I know that he'll, he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord. That's in Genesis 18 verse 19. Go over and read it. It's there. It's right there. He said, I know him. I know what Abraham's going to do. 
He said, I know he's going to lead his children in the right direction. And I know he's going to do that. Might he do the same for us? The Bible speaks of consecration. You know, what, what, is, what, is, what is true consecration? What will thou have me to do, Lord? Not waiting on the Lord to tell us what to do, but asking the Lord, what will you have me to do, Lord? That's, that is true and complete consecration. What would you have me to do, Lord? What do you want me to do? You know, they sometimes people will coach a pastor, what do you want me to do? Very seldom, though. What do you want me to do? Well, that's, that's, that's true consecration. Every saved man, woman, and all who have reached the age of accountability will have to give an account to the Lord as to how they live their own life. They'll have to give an account. Every one of us, every one of us sitting in here today are going to have to give an account how we live this Christian life. And you'll say, well, I'll just tell the Lord like I told you. No, it ain't going to work. Because he's keeping a record. He's keeping a record book of every person in this building. Lost and saved, he's keeping a record book. Because he's going to bring those books out when, when judgment time comes, and when somebody comes to him and says, well, I wasn't able to do this, he's going to come right back with you. Oh, yes, you were. Oh, yes, you were. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can use excuses with me. I'll buy them. I'll buy them. I, if you, somebody calls me up and says, Pastor, I can't be in church. I'm going to do this. I'll buy those excuses. But not the Lord. He won't buy them. Someday when you stand before judgment, he's not going to buy those things. We're going to have to give an account. And you, you might say, you children might say, well, I don't have to give an account, but you do. Well, what did I just say? Every saved, every saved man, woman, and all who have reached the age of accountability will have to give an account to the Lord as to how they live their own life. And, and, and how they taught their household. There's one is your master. It is either the Lord or it's yourself. You're your own master. I had a man tell me one time several years ago, he said, I do. He said, nobody tells me what to do. I'm talking about a Christ, holy Christian man. He said, nobody tells me what to do. He says, I do as I please. I do what I want to do. No preacher's going to tell me what to do. I do as I want to do. Well, that's serving self. That's serving self. That's serving what, what you think is good for your life and not necessarily what the Lord says is good for your life. That's serving self. There is also the reflection of the masses. Look at Joshua 24 again. And then go down to verse 16. We, 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 we read verse 14 and 15, but look at verse 16. And the people answered and said, it's what the people, when, when Joshua told them, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. 
for the Lord our God, he, he it, it, it is that brought us up out of our fathers and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of the bondage and which did those great sins in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we, we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwelleth in the land. Therefore will we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. Now listen to this. Now listen to what Joshua said. Here's a man. Here's a here's a man that is strong. And Joshua said unto his, the, the people, Ye cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God, and he is a jealous God, and he will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. Now what about that? The people, the masses there that was there that day said. We, God forbid that we do anything but serve him. And Joshua looked at him and said, God only listens to holy people. And you're not holy people. You think God's going to forgive you your sins? No, God's not going to. You know, I've said many times, if you regard iniquity in your heart, you might as well not pray to God. You better get rid of that iniquity you've got in your heart before you even go to God. Just like Judge Judy says, Judge Judy says, when you come to court, you have clean hands. Well, let me tell you, folks, when you go to God to pray, you better have a clean heart. God's not going to forgive you your sins. Simple. The reflection of the masses. It doesn't hurt for all of us to call to mind the past workings God has done on our behalf. Think about it for a moment. Think about what has God done for you. What has God done for you? Think about that for a moment. Just think about what has God done for you. Well, you say he saved my soul. But what was wrong with your soul? What was, why is your soul today so different as it was when supposedly God saved you? Your soul is different today. It has a different opinion. has a different thoughts about things. What about it? What has he done for you? Should you turn from consecrating yourself to him? Just remember, you're not your own, for you bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your bodies and your spirit, which are his. Everything about you belongs to God. Your body, your soul, and your spirit belongs to God. Everything belongs to God, but yet we... We think that we can take control of it. How many, how many of you have had thoughts? How many people have gone to, I don't know how to, how to say it, in, in, uh, in, into these places where they take people that go out of their head? How many people have gone out of their head because they couldn't change things in their mind? Well, let me tell you, folks, I want to warn you right now, that same mind you've got right now is going to stay with you. It's not, that mind's not going to die. Every night when I go to bed, I say, Lord, give me pleasant dreams. 
I don't want my mind to run wild while I'm while I'm sleeping. And he does. And he does. You know, we sometimes that's what Solomon said here. I mean, Joshua said here. It was Paul who told the church at Corinth, you're not your own, for you bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your, glorify God in your bodies and your spirits, which are his. And then lastly, you got that solemn declaration. A solemn declaration. What is that? Joshua, Joshua's answer to the to those masses. Joshua knew the condition of, of, of the weak ma- masses, and he said, "Ye cannot serve the Lord, for He is a holy God. He's a jealous God. He will not forgive you your transgressions nor your sins." Joshua twenty-four and verse nineteen. Oh, that's uh, we we would well. I'd, I'd be run out. I'd be run from all the way back to Vidalia if I got up here and said God's not going to forgive you your sins, not going to forgive you your transgressions. You know, there's uh, God knows people. He knows you. He knows what you are. He knows what kind of life you live, and He knows why you live that kind of life you live. He knows that. And God said, you, you can't serve me because I'm holy. Only holy people can serve him. Only holy people can go to him and have their sins forgiven. You know, the Bible says, except you come as a little child, the Lord's not going to listen to you. Except you come as a little child, you know, how's a little child do a little child don't know any better. They think their daddy and mama is one of the greatest two people in the world. I don't care. It's amazing to me. I, I saw somebody on TV here a while back. They they had beat their, their children to a pulp. And they asked that one little girl. She, she had bruises all over. They asked that one little girl, said... Uh, who did this? She said, my mama. And they said, what do you think about your mama? I love my mama. Well, who will you go live with now? I'm going to go live with my mama. I thought to myself, what a terrible thing. What a terrible thing. It is, it is so easy to say, I will serve the Lord and forget your past judgments. It is never too late to turn to the Lord. The service of the Lord is a holy service, and only holy ones can really do it to God's pleasing. Where do you stand today? Where do you stand today in your life and your, your uh, relationship with the Lord? Where do you stand today? May God bless you.